Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast and in this episode we have a very special guest with us Ms Mudita Johan who is the head of HR at Coin DCX. Hi Mudita thank you for joining us. Hi Archit it's really nice to be a part of this session. It's a pleasure. So to begin with could you please take us through your career journey so far? Okay. So in my career spans about um, I would say about 16 17 years I start I graduated as an engineer and after that i took up my first role in a bank in credit suisse that's what uh, my first professional experience was about for the first three years uh, i was very excited about working in equity markets and um, i think there is a kind of a rush that you get when you are a part of that environment but towards the end of it as i progressed in my role i realized that uh, i was taking keen interest towards people development managing people and that's where i made a conscious choice of uh, switching to the hr world i took a break i did my mba after that and then post that uh, i took up my first job with bank of america which was a very very good training ground for me um, the way bank of america is set up in india Uh, we manage at least at that time we had about twenty thousand employees across the country, and their processes um, have been refined over many years. Uh, so, as somebody who was doing an HR role for the first time, it was a very good training ground because I understood um, a lot of different aspects of how policies, processes are built, and why they are done the way they are. After having worked there for a few year, few years, then I took up this opportunity with. another bank idfc at that time we had just got the banking license um so we were setting up a fresh a new organization so that was a great experience that i was excited to be a part of uh, because we were building everything from scratch right from building systems processes policies and that was a very enriching experience and i think that set the foundation for me to be able to then pick up larger roles within any part of hr because in those 3 years i did almost everything in the function got the exposure interaction uh, to work with some of the most senior leaders and uh, that refined my understanding of how the function needs to be positioned was that i had a few uh, a couple of other stints and then finally i joined coin dcx uh, to head hr here and uh, yeah the last 2 uh, and a half 3 years have been extremely extremely exciting and i tell this to a lot of people that um, while i may have had some experience before joining coin dcx but essentially coming here i had to unlearn all of that because this industry the space is so new uh, that it's important to understand the nuances of it and then be able to build frameworks that would fit this space yeah so that's uh, pretty much a summary of uh, what i've done very inspiring journey and way to go i must say and you very well mentioned that you know when you go to a new place you also have like besides learning new things you also have to learn certain things at the same time which could be difficult for certain people so you have literally managed to make your way that was so kudos for that so thank you talking about coin dcx 
which is India's first crypto unicorn and safest cryptocurrency exchange. So could you please enlighten us more about it? And also like an additional question to it would be like, how do you see the cryptocurrency group gaining momentum in the time to come? Sure. Um, so as a company, we just completed our five years. Uh, so we are still a very young company in a very young industry. Even globally, uh, the space has, is very new. So uh, we are yet to see how it's going to unfold. And the speed of innovation and change in this space is so fast that uh, what we are doing today may or may not exist tomorrow, but it definitely keeps building the new kind of expectations and use cases that can come out of this industry. So very fast moving space, which offers a lot of learning and growth to anybody who's joining. And we do see that curiosity and excitement in talent to be a part of this space. And I think it's uh, it's a great time to join this industry right now. In terms of what the future holds for us, uh, I mean, as an organization, as a company, right when we started, we knew that we wanted to be based out of India. Uh, we understand the market. Uh, we've grown up operating in this space in you know, different kind of industries. And we also know that... Um, Somebody has to be the leader here, right? So why not us? That's the mindset with which we are building the company, uh, our products to cater to the Indian market. In terms of what future holds, uh, we do we, we see new changes, new patterns every year, and things change so fast every quarter on quarter. But essentially, you know what I often say is that we barely scratch the surface of what uh, the crypto industry holds. The kind of use cases and problem statements that will come our way will keep unfolding, and we just have to be able to take it in our stride and think ahead, contribute to that innovation, that change, that newness in what. Uh, what the users may want out of it in the future. Definitely, I totally agree with what you said. So now talking about the HR, HR aspect of it. So since as like crypto is growing in terms of technology is growing, so technology is also going to impact HR as a good deal. So what according to you are the key HR technology trends that can potentially shape the future of work? Right, future work. Uh, I mean, this topic has been under discussion, I think, for the last uh, seven to eight years. And every year, you know, the industry gets together and comes up with a lot of predictions on what's going to hit now and what's going to hit next. But I think the fundamental is very clear. How do we rely on data to be able to make informed decisions and choices? And how well can the organization leverage data to be able to whether I'm designing a system, a process, a policy, to be able to design that better and better. That's the crux of how uh, HR or any function for that matter needs to use technology. When you talk about the future of work, you know, similar to the crypto space, uh, a lot of industries are going through massive innovation, massive change, because uh, the overall speed of innovation in uh, in the world is so fast that uh, every industry is experiencing that. So naturally, any people working to be able to make that happen and any function which is responsible for managing people needs to adapt to that change. Um, some of the factors that I think um, that we have focused on and, and is our current priority in CoinDCX when it comes to HR tech and information management, uh, I think one is to be able to have 
a very good handle of continuous uh, sentiment of what employees are thinking, feeling, wanting. How is it that we can make the environment more relevant for them? How how is it that we can contribute to their learning and growth? And also for the functions, if the business has a set objective, how can we adapt our processes or even bring those resources to them from a people point of view so that they can achieve their objectives? For that, it's important for us to have that continuous conversation. And while people do a fantastic job of uh, talking to employees and uh, the HR uh, contributes to that, I think we can also leverage technology to be able to quickly get those pulse checks um, in an environment where people are operating out of different locations. We are still in a, in a hybrid work setup. So it provides us, it gives us an advantage to build that additional connect with employees. Uh, the second uh, piece of tech which is relevant for a company like us, uh, which is growing significantly, is how well we can use uh, tech for our hiring. Uh, and that's where, uh, so about three years ago, we onboarded uh, a great system called Recruity, and recently we transitioned to a new system called My Next Hire. Uh, and it's the system's ability and strength to bring together all information about the candidate you know, providing us with one single platform where the candidate, the hiring manager, the recruiters can all come together and synthesize the right amount of information to be able to make the right hiring decision. And that is what is the success of any good hiring system. So that's something that we are putting together. We've seen uh, a lot of advantage of uh, being able to put all data together. Uh, the ability to go back to you know, any conversation that has happened in the last five years and see what was that challenge what was the context of discussion when we earlier spoke to a candidate. So right from that to you know, capturing gists of conversations or the ability to be able to do assessments dynamically using the chatbots to be able to do assessment dynamically, even assisting the candidate to be able to prepare for the conversation. And that's what we're implementing right now. So I think that uh, that entire system is limitless. Uh, and we definitely want to harness the power of of a system like that to be able to make our hiring process more efficient and to be able to bring in more quality people into the funnel. Yeah. So it all boils down to that, like how technology could be a great enabler for everything related to business, not just HR, not just, you know, your financial solutions, but to everything. So I must say like, it really like the road ahead lies a lot to unfold for us to see what really happens and how it goes ahead. So when we talk about HR, another very important part or aspect of it is it is the culture that we have in an organization. So in your opinion, what does it mean to have a culture of curiosity and innovation at a work? I think that one statement just captures the essence of the kind of culture we want to build. Because in an industry like ours, if we are not curious, if we are not innovating, it is not possible for us to exist. Like I said, uh, the use cases are unfolding every day. Uh, what we are doing today may or may not be relevant tomorrow. Uh, so we have to be able to tap into what the market is expecting, what the users are expecting or thinking, or maybe what they are not even thinking about yet. And how can we build products to be able to meet a need in the future, or maybe today's need in a more efficient format. And Curiosity or the ability to be able to ask the right questions to identify the problem statement itself is something that will give us that advantage as an organization. 
and you know recently we are working on this framework to build our values and ways of working and you know one of the ways of working that we define that something it should be a part of our dna is the ability to innovate and when we say innovate it's not only just the engineering team's responsibility to be able to do that it is innovation from each and every function because every function is catering to some part of the product or some part of user need uh, so everybody needs to be able to ride that sentiment so you want people to ask questions you want them to be comfortable to ask those questions uh, and that uh, you know when everybody does that together and you know i may be digressing here but you know what we've also noticed that coming out of the entire remote space to now when we are all working in person um you know the kind of conversations that happen the kind of questions people ask each other itself leads to a lot of creativity and unfolding of you know what else can we do as a company to be able to reach to the next level very accurately mentioned we live in times where everything is just changing at a rapid speed and you know most of the organizations has this agenda in place where they say that innovate ideate and integrate happens to be like the karma of every organization like innovate and integrate integration also at the same time would be difficult at times but it is very important for the successful run of an organization so what strategies you have found to be the most effective in encouraging employees to take calculated risk and try out new ideas now risk i i would you know give the most amount of emphasis to the word risk in that statement uh, in a space like ours where uh, we are building a very different kind of a mindset it's a new product that the world is not used to right and there are a lot of apprehensions about what could be the risk a user will be exposed to if they jump into product like this without really understanding how to invest or how to trade right so while risk taking is important for us to be able to innovate it's also important for us to help the employees understand what is the perimeter or the boundary of that for us as a company right so today when we are um, we strongly believe that this industry needs to be regulated right so today when we are working towards that and putting together the entire infrastructure to be able to build trust to be able to build security and safety in the ecosystem there are certain things we know we will never cross right there's certain bound we will always do the right thing we will always be on the right side of law we will always be compliant the way we manage our data the way we share our store our data so i think that understanding that is important but within that perimeter once that has been established then we create a culture where people are free to ask questions where people are free to try anything they want to and one thing i think uh, that has come up beautifully in in coin dcx is Uh, that irrespective of what the level of the person is everybody feels empowered to be able to do something that they feel makes sense right and they get the resources they get the empowerment to be able to do that so to be able to create that environment where people are comfortable that okay i will try something and if, even if i fail the organization or my manager or my peers have my back that sentiment is important to build for people to be able to innovate to be able to tell stories of failures and we do this very often you know sometimes so we have quarterly town halls or once in a while we do you know behind the scenes storytelling where some of the older people who been older some of the tenured people in the organization they come and they talk about you know how you know, what were the five things that failed before we finally got that success so i think stories like these also inspire employees they know that it is acceptable to be able to fail 
so we do a lot of that. We do a lot of war room projects where uh, you know fifty people get uh, in a large room and they start working on solving that problem and the kind of ideation that happens in that moment. The adrenaline rush itself in the room is so high that uh, it it sparks that excitement and that ability to be able to think beyond you know what people have never thought of earlier. So things like these um, really bring things together for us. I think they worked very well. Yeah, definitely they do. And um, another important part of it is to measure the success. As you mentioned, that there could be chances of failures, and it's an it's amazing deal to you know tell people your failures because that's how people would believe that okay, if this happens, this the same thing is happening with me. It is okay. It is okay to come over that and learn and move on to the next. So, how do you measure the success of your team efforts to innovate and experiment? So, when we talk about the speed of innovation experiment, I mean, one thing is very clear is that it's not just success that counts as innovation, right? It is also the number of attempts, or it is also the number of ideas that got us to that point. So, a few indicators of how well we are doing, and this is something that we've recently started tracking. Uh, again, going back to you know when we uh, were devising our values and ways of working, we spoke about bias for action, uh, which is essentially about not overthink about an idea, just go ahead and implement it. Similarly, we spoke about innovation. And that's where we said that we should now also be able to see if it is happening or not. It should not just be a very intuitive thing, but it should be something that only if we measure will we be able to know if we are doing it right or if we need to improve. Uh, so it's the number of ideas that come through. Uh, it is the number of ideas that get implemented. You know, every quarter we have these OKR discussions. We look at what is it that we want to achieve differently in the next three months. So we also look at what are the new problem statements that came up and were solved for in the last quarter. And what are those new problem statements that we are looking at in the next quarter? So that helps us give us a sense that um, are, we all, are we still doing the same thing that we were doing three months back or are we doing something new and different? So uh, that is a form of measure that definitely helps us. In most of our feedback channels that we have, uh, that the surveys that we run internally within the organization. So again, we have quarterly survey. So we ask employees, we ask leaders, what do they think about it? Because while we may have a view as an organization at the end of the day, it is they who actually feel it or go through with it. So we see how the feedback on that is shaping up. Do they have the freedom, the ability to be able to implement new ideas? Uh, do they get the resources to be able to do that? So that helps us measure the input into the innovation space. Another measure of it is um, the new skills that have been picked up in the organization. Right? So a measure of that, what, and we've implemented two learning channels uh, within the organization. We've implemented LinkedIn Learning, we've implemented Udemia, able to see the kind of courses that people are taking or the learning journeys they are taking. And at the same time, which of those skills are then finally being implemented in their day-to-day -day work? Is the engineering team able to pick up those new skills quickly and then implement it as they are building products? So that is a good measure. Yeah, and then I think overall, then we also need to tie it to whether it's actually having an impact or not, right? So uh, while input, uh, there are a lot of input factors, it's also important for us to see as an organization whether it's contributing either to productivity or to revenue or to cost savings in some format or not. And that is what essentially tells us whether we are going in the right direction or we need to rejig a few things to be able to do better in that space. 
Yeah, very accurately mentioned. And thank you for sharing your amazing point of views with us. And with this, we come to the end of this podcast. Thank you for giving us your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It's very nice talking to you. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in.